Now, y'all know we love to support our Black-owned businesses. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners is the only 100% Black-owned company in the sanitary napkin space. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners are infused with the Nobel Prize-winning material, Great Bean. Rain products are designed to keep women comfortable and dry with their super absorbent system. And best of all, y'all, all Rain products are $6 to purchase. You heard me, $6. All you need to do is head over to www.rainpads.com and you can also visit jfmj.org to get more information on their educational and awareness campaigns. Shop on. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? <laughs> you guys, this the past, like... It'll end this week, but these mm-hmm. past, like, three weeks, including this week, has just been back-to-back stuff between personal life and work and traveling. Mm-hmm. So, your girl is tired, but she pushing through. Mm-hmm. It's the final round. I'm about to uh, be burning in Arizona. I've I've uh, packed my black girl sunscreen. <laughs> um, But... Busy in a good way. I mean, I'm doing good things, mm-hmm. and I'm having fun, um, but I've <laughs> been busy, and I'm tired. <laughs> well, hopefully you get some time to relax. I'm looking forward to I got spa appointments. We, I got a, we, me and my, my friend is going. We didn't rent it, like, um, at the adult-only pool where I belong. <gasps> We've rented, like, a cabana, the mm-hmm. private cabana. I'm going to be chilling like a villain. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. getting my drink on by the pool. <laughs> right. Garcon, I'll take another. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I, think, I guess I've been kind of busy, too, so I'm just tired. I, like, woke up this morning like, do I have to work? <laughs> right. Like, can I quit? <laughs> like, <laughs> Please. I'm, yeah, I tell you, every day I'm like, oh, gosh. Is this life? Right. I'm no like, wonder adults were so grumpy when I was a kid. Uh, they oh tired. God. Can I just shut it all down? I don't want to do it anymore. Tired. So, yeah, I mean, I still got three more days this week. <laughs> but I guess I just need to just figure out balance because things are opening back up. So I just feel like it's an influx of things to do outside or people that want to meet up. And then I'm just, like, running around yes, doing stuff. And yes. I'm just like... Woo, child. Like, my bank account is like, girl, what you doing? Um, So, I'm just... Yeah, my bank account. When I get back from Arizona, I got to sit down just for that reason. <laughs> my debit card, one day, is going to say, no, girl. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I still am looking forward to, like, we have Tennessee coming up in, yep. what, like, three weeks at this point? Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that, but, yeah, it's just... I'm looking forward to not doing anything that week. Like, I even think my clients for my side business, I'm going to, like, take care of everything. I have everything set up to run while we're gone. But I think I'm going to tell them don't even, like, email me that week, which I have never actually done. 
and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, no, not this week. I'm out. Leave me alone. Thanks. Um, just so that I can have a week of not having to check emails and stuff like that, or open two laptops or anything else like that. So. And sometimes you really need that. Mm-hmm. You need the real like time away. Yeah, one of my clients from her sons are grown and have moved out she sold her house and she's living in an rv now wow mm-hmm. i was like okay girl i was like i know we're gonna be talking about business but i want to see the set <laughs> like you got to tell me more about this transition and like it just happened so I, i'm interested to see like how much she'll miss the space of a house but also love the flexibility of an rv so I've seen a lot of people doing these sort of mm-hmm. bus conversions, mm-hmm. uh, truck conversions, doing more like tiny home yep. um, conversions. It seems like a lot of people just preferring simplicity these days. Right. And look, it's ain't money. <laughs> right, definitely. And that's something, everything is so expensive. It's ridiculous how much living costs right like why? we didn't even ask to be here why and then you gotta do all this so i just i just wish i could go to the beach and do what i want when i want like why? I know. what I is i just want to chill man right i want to get up and say i'm gonna do this today yes and then another day go hmm, i'm gonna do this today yes and whatever that is is whatever that is <laughs> so yeah it, i'm just in an interesting space but what's been going on in the media? So, I wanted to give a brief update on Britney. As y'all know, mm-hmm. her conservatorship request was denied. Mm-hmm. She's made a statement that she's retiring from music. Yep. And her manager recently resigned. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like that. In some ways, she's taking more control to be like, you know what? Y'all want to let me out right now? Right. I'm not doing this. This I'm not going to do this. Uh, dog and pony show for y'all mm-hmm. where she's working right. shows and recording and she don't have no control what a good way to control it huh i do think it's sad though because i know Very she didn't sad. want to retire this way yeah sis is like i gotta do what i gotta do and i respect it because i mean it is terrible yeah. After, again reading through the transcripts and i've heard some of the audio of what she's going through, how she's feeling. Mm-hmm. And the fact that her father could sit there and hear that and go, you know what, I got to take a step back. The mm-hmm. fact that he really, yeah, that he's not saying, you know what, Judge, what do we got to do? My mm-hmm. daughter is okay. Because you should want your kids to be That's happy. what I'm saying. She's miserable. Right. And you still feel like you're doing something good. Yeah. How did men sleep at night? Mm-mm. Anyway, something that has been talked about a lot is Bill... Cosby, who has been released, mm-hmm. um, on a technicality. Well, I was I'm blaming the prosecutor honestly because they should have known that they had to go a different route to get this man to stay in jail for the rest of his life. There was some stuff involved. Let me be very clear: he's still guilty. Oh yeah, he's I admitted mean, it. Yeah. And this is um this is the the justice system not doing their due diligence. I wouldn't say that. Then what is it? I think the prosecutor did something that they wasn't supposed to do, and so that's why he is out. I, but that is what the system is supposed to not. It's not supposed to pe- get people locked up for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? 
you should get people locked up because they're guilty. Well, I just was obviously disappointed at people feeling like him being released was some sort of... Victory. Victory. Yeah, because it's not at or all. Or that it was some... Um, that they that somehow they were... Mm, I'm trying to think of the words. That somehow that a mistake was made. Like, he should have never been there. And I was like, no, yeah. that's no, he not... he should be there. He should be there. They just did it wrong. They just didn't do what they were supposed to do. They didn't right. do it the right way. Right. And then Felice Rashad um, made a statement. And obviously I was disappointed in her. And I was like, girl, what's your new position? That seems weird to, to do. And the backlash came. Mm-hmm. People were uh, reaching out to Howard University saying, this is who you hired. She's supposed to be in charge of, you know, students and mm-hmm. safety and things like that. Howard University put out a statement. Mm-hmm. She's now having to take some... She did a new statement. Mm-hmm. And she's taking some, like, sexual assault and courses. Very fluff, just yeah. to get it to be quiet. But I was surprised that she made that statement under this new position. I was well, a little I think, surprised I think that I'm she didn't think about it. I think I'm disappointed that she still feel that way. Well, that too. <laughs> but I was just surprised that... That she ain't had she no didn't, this That didn't come into play knowing that she has this now. Right. She's not just... A public figure who's an actor or producer. Yeah. She's this is something very like, different. Girl, you know, you, she should have known. That's what I'm saying. That it, is, it wasn't going to be a big celebration. Correct. Like, girl, please. Even if she felt that way, this is the time to leave it in the drafts. Text in the sense chat. of with this new position. Yeah. Like you, come on, girl. Yeah. So. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she ain't got no sense. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> so. So, anyway, that's really all I have. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go into TV, because I, I have a lot to say. Um, I'll start with my Bravo moment, and that will be somewhat brief. Mm-hmm. So, because of the holidays, things are on pause, so I'll just catch everybody up. Married to Medicine has gone to the reunion, part one. Um, good reunion. We addressed Toya's behavior, mm-hmm. and she just kind of blamed the pandemic, and, mm-hmm. and blamed her husband's experience in the medical field. Now, look, the pandemic impacted us all in various ways. Right. But to compare her stress as a worried wife versus her fellow, some of her cast members who are actually in the health field, right. we have to know there's a difference between our experience and what people in healthcare experience mm-hmm. in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So for her to be like, you know, this is a tough time for my family. I mean, I would be in the bed... Watching, you know, listening to him sleep, he would cough. I'm like, imagine how he was feeling, girl. Right. You were still, like, yes, it impacted you, but you had doctors that you were fussing and cussing with who was actually working in it, who you didn't give a damn about. Right. Early in the season, um, when her and Contessa was battling, Contessa was like, there's so much going on with this pandemic, I'm tired. And Toy was like, who gives a fuck about the pandemic? So it's funny to me how no. early in the early in the season, the pandemic wasn't good enough for you and you still wanted to cuss people out. But now at the end of the season, when you know you was dead ass wrong, you want to blame the pandemic. Mm-hmm. What she should have did from front, it should have been like, you know, this season was my best. And my behavior, I could have been better, and I apologize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She could reference the pandemic. But she was coming in hot instead of being like, you know what? I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot this season. I could have communicated better. I think that would have gone over better. Because the women were like, 
Are you going to apologize? Are you going to be accountable? So, but the biggest part of that reunion, and it will take over part two, is Contessa and her husband, Scott. Now, they've had marriage issues for years. The last episode when they were on that vacation, the, their youngest daughter says, Daddy has a girlfriend all the time. He has a life coach who is supposedly a woman, but he doesn't pay her. She, we all think he's cheating. Right, that's what it sounds like. Um, and they talked about that marriage and how um, she has filed for separation. Mm-hmm. And then it's interesting because the man, the men, he kind of like stormed the stage. He was like watching backstage. And I feel like it kind of seemed like a, so you were going to tell these people that? Mm-hmm. It made me feel like he's a he was aware of the separation, but maybe he didn't, he wasn't aware that she was going to make it public. Make it public. Yeah. I'm like, how about fight for your marriage? <gasps> now you worried about what the public can see your behavior and has seen it for the past few years. Right. That you worried about the public, worry about your relationship and why she felt the need to file for some separation in the first place. Mm-hmm. Some of the teaser clips I see from next week, um, talks about Scott and receiving inappropriate pictures and the other men are like, you delete them. Um, you block them. You don't engage with them. You don't right. have them on your phone. So he's definitely been doing some things that are inappropriate mm-hmm. that a married man should not be doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a full-blown affair, but he's doing something. Mm-hmm. And I just think Contessa doesn't deserve that. And I think she thinks about her children. I'm like, think about your children in another way. Children can see when the parents are happy and when things are going left. Think about your children. Would you want your children being in a relationship like this? Right. You wouldn't want your kids to have to deal with what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when parents be like, well, what about the kids? Think uh, Kids want to be in a happy home. Right. And they could be in a happy home with two separate parents. Yeah. Not two parents kind of acting like they like each other one moment. Yeah. Another one with they fussing. Another one with they don't, they're not around each other. Mm-hmm. That's not helpful. And I'm not going to have my youngest daughter laughing about how daddy has a girlfriend. Like, yeah, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I will rip this place down. Okay? So that's Mary to Madison. Mm-hmm. Really quickly, Housewives of New York. So, House of New York is getting a little annoying, and not because of Ebony sharing knowledge about black people. It's really the white women... And their whiteness that's getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think if I was Ebony, I probably wouldn't. It's not being. I'm not going to say force because she's not forcing it. But I probably wouldn't waste my time with these women. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. They're women of a certain age, um, a certain level of privilege. And for me, you know, not all black people want to explain things to white people and they don't have nope. to. Nope. And for me, I pick and choose my battles when I do. Yep. And if I was her with them and how long they've been cutting a rug, now I'm always going to correct a white person when they're out of line. Mm-hmm. And if I was on that show, I would do the same thing. But I don't know if I would continue to go out of my way trying to teach them crap. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Because it, it just, they, they're so, it's one thing if they were open to it, but right. they're like resistant and rude and I would just get annoyed and yeah. I would get tired and it just doesn't seem worth it. Seems it seems more like labor. Correct. And it's like, they're not paying me. I'm not going to do it. Then we got Brashawn, who's a friend of the show, who's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Her first episode, hmm, she made a statement at a dinner party saying that, you know, uh, you know, we're all the same. We're all just people. Oh. And I was like, now why you got Now come on, here? girl. Now I know y'all ain't bring another black girl here for her to do this. Right. And of course, Ebony is like, um, I don't like that. Right. 
and you know we're just all people and you know we just need to and so what I can notice very clearly on Twitter is how the whites are like, oh, I love Rashawn's energy. I'm of like, course. Of course you do. You like Rashawn's energy because she makes you feel comfortable in your whiteness and Ebony doesn't make you feel comfortable and that's why you don't like Ebony. Right. Mm. So I'm not a fan of Rashawn. Maybe she will improve, but her first impression for me is, oh, so you one of those. Mm-hmm. So that's New York. And then last but not least, Beverly Hills. I'm really going to talk about one housewife, and that's Erica Girardi, who is divorcing, going through divorce to her husband, Tom Girardi, who's that big, fancy lawyer. Mm -hmm. He was a lawyer in that Aaron Brockovich movie, if y'all have ever seen it. Yep. Apparently, because there's a documentary on Hulu I watch as well, apparently, you know, he's being sued a lot because allegedly he he is taking his client's settlement money Mm -hmm. to fund... His and Erica's lifestyle. That's what it is, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I watched the documentary, and it is pretty damaging. What's the name of the documentary? Um, oh, God, I don't you know. But it's on Hulu, but I will tell you. Okay. But you can... They talk to some of his clients, mm-hmm. the money that was old. Some of the things he would tell them, they would get... He would win the case. They would have this settlement money. And then he would, for one guy in particular, he was like, you know, you're a young guy. Let me invest it for you. No, you're a lawyer. You're not an investment banker. Let me help you out. And then he he wouldn't get his payments. And he'd be calling, not reaching him. That's wrong. Because now it sounds like he need to get sued. And so then he's been sued. But at this point, he's gone in bankruptcy. Because all his money is like gone. I don't know where the money has been there. Alleging a lot of it went to Erica to fund their lifestyle. Um, Businesses, his business wasn't as great. So beyond his means? So it seems like he was living me on okay. his means, and it got to the point where he and I'm gonna say legend. Because he seemed like a high paid lawyer, so it's like you shouldn't need to still living beyond his means, and then was taking client money to kind of fill in the gaps right. in his personal life. Mm. He has clients from that. Remember that um the the uh flight in Malaysia. Yeah. Some of his clients are them. Oh wow. Oh geez, y'all. I'm sorry. They're still waiting for their money. Oh my gosh. Like they talked to one of them. He was like, my mother was on that flight. Is me and like two other siblings. I reach out. I don't get any answer. And they have won. Right. And they are old money. And so and I'm. And they the ones who probably need it to survive. Correct. And the weird mm-hmm. thing, the rise so shady is because obviously he was going to get paid being their lawyer. Right. That's what I'm so saying. So it's like take your cut out the settlement exactly. and then give them the rest. He ain't giving them nothing. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. So I'm really curious on how Beverly Hills this season will pan out mm-hmm. because a lot of previews are going into, like, Erica, did you know he was doing this? Were you aware that he was running out of money? Mm-hmm. You know, it's very convenient that right around the time he goes bankrupt and all these losses are piling up, that now's the time you want to divorce him. Mm-hmm. And she talks about them and how, like, she makes it seem like she got tired of being in a loveless marriage. But I have to be honest with you, she married him at like she married him at our age. She mm-hmm. was in his sixties, I think, at the time. Mm-hmm. She was very she was a grown woman, mm-hmm. and I kind of think she knew what she was marrying into. She was his third wife, and she may liked him, thought he was charismatic. But let's call a spade a spade here. Mm-hmm. His power, I'm sure, was attractive to you. His financial status was attracted to you. It's his third wife. You saw how he treated the other two in divorce, and so when she talked about. When she talked about, you know, my marriage isn't like the others, it's like, it never was, and you kind of knew that. From my, as a viewer, it's like, 
it don't seem like it ever was anything more than what you had now. Uh-huh. So it's interesting, but yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. That documentary is on Hulu, y'all. Um, it just talks about the cases and, you know, what happened. Mm-hmm. So that's my Bravo moment. Okay, TV. Yeah. One, you guys should watch the Mary J. Blige documentary on Amazon Prime. It was mm-hmm. so good. It definitely made me emotional. I don't know why. But the Mary J. Blige's My Life album is what my favorite album of hers. It's mm-hmm. so good. But it was a really good documentary. Um, I also have watched... I've been watching the This Is Pop documentary oh, yeah, series on Netflix. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I watched the Fatherhood movie with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. And then the BET Awards came on, and I totally forgot about them. <laughs> so I went back and watched them. Mm-hmm. I'll be brief. I thought it was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it was great. Queen Latifah got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. She was beautiful. I thought it was wonderful that her speech was like, she brought her father up and her speech was on um, a photo of her mom because you know her mother passed away. Her speech was beautiful. Mm -hmm. She definitely deserves that award. Mm -hmm. And we were right for some of the performances, like who would perform. Um, So who do I, who performs that I like? Uh, I thought the DMX tribute was great. I think it should have been longer. Mm -hmm. Jasmine and Ari Lennox, Jasmine Sullivan and Ari Lennox sang they sound beautiful. It sound like just like the record. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to the City Girls because I feel like they put in some effort for that performance. They, and they look and like they look, they look like they was trying hard. <laughs> and they put in effort. And I like the City Girls. Yeah. So you know what? I'm for it. Mm-hmm. I liked her performance, but I always like her performances. She sounds great. Mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Tyler, the creators. I was actually surprised he was performing the BT Awards. That was Awards. the first time. I was like, okay. <laughs> Um, Little Nas X, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, and I thought, look at BT trying to be better. Unproblematic, right? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> but what I want, but this is what I want from the BT Awards. We need to have expanded categories. Mm-hmm. Black people pretty much created every genre mo- of of music. music. Mm-hmm. If there's not enough artists in the categories, I understand. Maybe we, maybe there's not enough black country. Um, artists to have a country award. They do have a country award. It's just all of them aren't announced during the show. But I'm saying it should be more representative throughout the show. Gotcha. Whether it's performances, mm-hmm. whether it's honorable mentions. I'm just saying we're... I want BET to mm-hmm. get out of the stereotypical mm-hmm. boxes that black people are in when it comes to music. Right. We're beyond that. And gotcha. so I'm saying either start showing some of the categories, mm-hmm. have a country performer, because mm-hmm. we're, we're everywhere, and we want to celebrate that, and we should celebrate the fact that we are everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want alternative. I want all of it. Yeah, I thought it was funny that they, because you know how the gospel section usually come in at the end. They they, they did that in the beginning, right. <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, this Kirk, I know, I was like, Kirk, open it. Because you know they always they, at the end. They, they do. They do. Every time. And, um... And I was so happy that I guessed who he was correctly. Little Baby. Oh, yeah. I don't be keeping up. He, like, I don't know. His stage presence is a little off to me. I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know. But it just didn't seem like. Wasn't giving what it was It wasn't. And Kirk, you know, his jumping behind. He's always He was like doing that. everything. And, like, the difference between the two, I'm like. Maybe did, did because we it was a gospel song, maybe Little Baby didn't 
didn't know the energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm like, rehearsing. you know how like That's what it's for. It makes me think of college, brighter day, brighter day. Like you don't <laughs> quite know what to do right. when the music be jumping, but it's gospel. Yeah. So maybe he was just more understated because it's like maybe. we kind of talking about the Lord, <laughs> and I don't want to be all. I don't, I don't know. know, but it just it did. It, it was a little awkward for me. So. I do think uh, Taraji did a, a good job being the host. Mm-hmm. So I think overall, I thought it was um pretty well done. Yeah, yeah, agree. I liked it. I did, I fell asleep before, right before the DMX part, and I said I was gonna go back and watch it, but I haven't yet because I was so I was really trying to stay awake, but I was struggling. <laughs> so I gotta go back and watch that part. Um, I finished Too Hot to ta- to Handle season two. I started. Manifest. I'm like almost finished season one of that. That's pretty good. Even though most people have said it kind of go downhill after season one. So we'll see. Um, I feel like I've been watching something. Oh, um, I watched Summer of Soul on Hulu. How was that? Because that was on my list. It was good. I I saw it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, There was something else I watched, but I can't think of it at the moment. Since nothing, like, is currently on TV, really, like, and if it is on, mostly it's, like, the reunion yeah. episodes, so I'm, like, catching up on other stuff on all of the streaming platforms. Um, I want to go to the movies to see Zola this week, and... Yeah, I heard that was out. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna go Saturday, um, to see that, and I might, I might do a double and see Cruella while I'm there, so. That's what I've been watching. Um, but we did have a question of the week. Un momento while I get that pulled up. Y'all, I'm hungry. (laughs) Really random. I know y'all don't care about that, but (laughs) my Um, stomach was like, what? (laughs) How often do you go without wearing underwear for a day? Um, Jazz Dimple said every day. Um, It's Me Tierra 4 also said every day. Hashtag work from home. Kyra Spence said, as much as possible, 75%. C. Marie, 16, said, often, as long as she ain't leaking, we good. Um, when I do wear them, I love my granny panties. Thumbelina said, most every day, if possible. I got problems, Claude said, commando every day. Reese P. said, daily, free the coochie crack. Um, Joyful Lock said, only at home. Um, the Jasminette, or the Jasmine T., she said, now that it's summertime, I ra- rarely wear panties unless I have on jeans. Um, Tippy Tall Girl said, wear, when I do wear them is the question. Um, hashtag team hysterectomy. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, that's a new team. Okay, okay, diversity. <laughs> so, Shanae, how often do you go without wearing underwear for a day? Um, Pretty often. Definitely, definitely when I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm home. Mm-hmm. I agree with someone that said, like, they'll do it in pretty much anything outside of jeans. Yeah. I typically wear underwear with pants. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, a breezy cotton, I may not. But mm-hmm. definitely, I wear underwear with jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the time, especially sleeping, you got to give your hoot nanny a break. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see men answer. Because I'd be wondering, how often do guys don't be with underwear? Well, that's underwear? what made me make the question. Because I did want more men to answer. But... A guy off of Instagram made a mention that he does not wear underwear in the summertime, and he said that it was a Baltimore thing, and I was like... Is it really? I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know about this. 
Because I've only ever heard one other guy say that they didn't wear underwear in the summer and they were from Florida and he claimed it was a Florida thing. So I'm like, so what is it? Like, and so I don't know how often guys do it. I'm in a minority with women, apparently, because I only do it like once or twice a week and I work from home permanently, but I be having draws on. I be just letting (laughs) it be, baby. Mm -mm. Air it out. (laughs) But yeah, no, so I don't do it that often, but I would like to hear from more men about how often they... Fellas, if you're listening, let us know. (laughs) Do you free ball? And when do you free ball? Is it like right. at home? Do you actually go out and free ball? Mm-hmm. If you do go out, what are you wearing? Because I feel like, I be thinking, you know, I just feel like, you know, I, we're internal. So mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like it would be easier for us to go without, mm-hmm. you know, in theory. I don't, it also depends on how much you got, but that's another conversation. Well, that's the thing for me. Cause like I wear my pajamas like for three days before I put them in the hamper, two or three days, it just depends. So I'm like, how would I go without underwear for that many days wearing the same thing? It just seems like it don't work oh, for I'll me. Oh, I'll be wearing pants for me. Oh, I wear shorts. So I wear it because I do pajama sets, mm-hmm. but typically oh, yeah. I do just like wear a the... muumuu or something. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Okay. I just wear the top part sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. or a ish. Yeah. Honestly, I also like to just sleep naked. Oh, okay. Air it out. Gotcha. I slept naked last night. Yeah. I don't think I can do that because I love my parents, so. <laughs> Will they be popping in when you go to they sleep? They knock on my door and come in my room pretty often, more often than I would like, but yes. So, I mean, because I don't even like wearing pants in the house, but I can't walk around but my I'm house But I'm saying, like, underwear. you're going to bed mm-hmm. 10 or whatever. At that mm-hmm. point, you couldn't, and they would, you would still feel no, like they would knock? because... At least two to three times a week, they knocking on my door and wanting something in the middle of the night. Wow. And then it's like, okay. hold well, on, I, I got to put clothes yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I get it, <laughs> like, I get it. Totally yeah. get it then. <laughs> so, mm-mm. Or like, can I have a hug? No. I'm naked. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> right. Like, please, leave me alone. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that would work for me. Because like I said, I prefer not to wear pants in the house, but I don't do that since, well, when my parents are out of town, I definitely be walking around there in my drawers. Um, but any other time I have clothes on, so, and then also like, I don't change my clothes for the work day. So I stay in my pajamas pretty much until I work out at night. So I just think, yeah, it just works for me. Whatever works, whatever floats your boat. And whatever rides your slide. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So today we're going to be talking about lopsided friendship. We've talked about some of these things like briefly in the past because um, I think we've both experienced lopsided relationships. But at what point would you acknowledge that a, a friendship is lopsided? One, I think it depends on how deeply I feel about the person. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, and we've talked about this, where I'm more of a person where I just kind of fade. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's someone I genuinely care about, I would I would talk to them about it. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling like our friendship maintenance really relies on me. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, you know, they acknowledged it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to be better. It just it just never happened. Yeah. And like current day, we're not friends. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like if I would have kept reaching out, that sort of quote-unquote friendship still would have existed. But I got tired of it, and I was done with it, literally haven't heard from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I so, think... So there have been times where I mention it and they'd be like, dang, you're right. And they try to make more of an effort. But mo- nine times out of ten, 
it's just the ending of a friendship. And, like, they don't want to acknowledge it. But that's what it is. And it's like, it's cool. Ain't no beef. Ain't no beef. We're done. But it's just, it clearly is... we're fading away because there is not any intention in keeping this going. Or sometimes, some people just lazy friends. And so they just don't need to be a close friend. And that's okay, too. Like, they can get they downgraded do. to associate. Because we've talked, and I'm in... And... It's been five years, so we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. But the one thing I always hate is those posts where it's like, I'm the friend you're never going to hear from, mm-hmm. but if you really need me, I'm there. What the hell is that? Yeah. And, and like, what is that? I just think that's the weirdest shit in the world to be, like, basically saying, I'm a friend who's never around unless there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not something that I feel like is a good thing. Yeah. And granted, I know certainly as adults and your schedules change, there's um, uh, an adjustment period because we get it. We're not in school anymore. We all don't have the free time. Mm-hmm. Your friends may not all live in the same space. So there is, it is, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't agree with stuff like that. I also think some friendships just have ebbs and flows. So, like, I'll go a couple weeks talking to a person every day. And then we go back to not talking every day. And, like, it's not nothing wrong. It's just, it's an ebb and flow of the relationship. And so it's like, for some friends, no, we don't need to talk every day. But we're also not close friends. And I'm not bragging about the fact that we don't need to communicate every day. So I think it's just, like, we have this one word friend but without acknowledging, like, it is actually different levels to friendship. And for your close friends, most people require effort. They don't, they don't want you to just not be involved in their life at all. So I think that has a lot to do with it too. So what do you think when a friendship is lopsided, the other person typically needs to do? Do they need to like plan stuff together or do they just need to reach out more? What is usually the solution for you anyways? I mean, I'll put it out there and, and see how they respond. I think for me, I'm more of a, we can check in with each other. We don't have to see each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't do a good job at it, but I'll acknowledge it. I'll say, I just want to check in. Right. I haven't checked in on you in a while. Yeah. I think that becomes a big thing. Again, we're adults. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like you just said, we were talking about earlier with like us being open and you like reconnecting. Yeah. It's hard to schedule stuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not going to be an every weekend thing. Man, it can be every month thing. Mm-hmm. But the point is, there's some sort of like baseline of communication. Mm-hmm. Whether it's every couple of months or a month. And the cadence is different for friends. Like, I have certain friends where we make sure not a month goes by before we like see each other in person. Whether we do dinner, mm-hmm. happy hour, and we'll text. Some friendships, it's a little bit longer. But I gotta be honest, for me, it really depends on how much I care about the person. And it, that sounds bad because... If we if I have a friend where it's every couple of months, I do care. Yeah. So it's not that, but our friendship also isn't that point at that point as at that level yeah. where it would bother me going like if Sydney went. I don't know. Maybe more than two days without speaking to me. I was about to say, me, I think for us two days is weird. Or we'll be like, um, hello, <laughs> yeah. are you alive? Right. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this. Every day doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out conversation. No. It's, it's just at some point... A- acknowledge we touch base with a, a meme, a, a TikTok. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And yeah. so if I don't hear from her, if it's been more than two days, 
I mean, ready to pull up. Are you alive? Right. Why haven't I heard from you? What are you doing? Right, yeah. But, like, I had a situation recently where, like, I realized, and partially because of COVID, I'm not going to lie, I hadn't reached out to somebody. So, I I apologized and I was like, I said I was going to do better. But then it dawned on me. They haven't reached out to me either. And, like, when I apologized, they was like, it's okay, I understand. Hope right, hear they hear from you more often. They didn't They didn't say, honestly, girl, side. I did the same thing. Right. We, I got to do better, too, type of energy. And so, like, I did start doing better, but they still never reached out to me to initiate. And so I'm just like, well, why am I doing this? Because mm-hmm. you're not reciprocating. Like, you made it seem like you missed it, but it seemed like you only missed me reaching out to you. And yeah. that's the only way... To communicate. To, right. right. And I'm like, mm, that don't work for me. And so, you know, I'm, a, I'm, it's not like that I'm cutting off the friendship, but it's like, I require you to reach out to me too. I require a give and take. on both sides. Yeah. And like, like I said, COVID was definitely part of it because I wasn't seeing people and some people was in the streets and I'm just wasn't going to risk my life. Um, and so that's okay. But like now that everyone is trying to reconnect, that's not just on me. Like it's on both of us to do so if we want to if not, i would agree cool and then sometimes and i hate you know and now i i do resent foreign categories but there is something to it yeah i'm more of a black and white person so i resent the thought of having categories it's like mm-hmm. you're either my friend or you're not mm-hmm. however there are some categories in my life yeah where you know, you're more than an associate, mm-hmm. but you're not, like, my people either. Right, right, right. Like, you might get a wedding invite, but you also might be in the first group of people to get chopped. Correct. Yeah. And, like, I think it's okay to have those people because, like, we go through life, we meet so many people in, in different avenues, and, like, so it's normal to want to stay connected to all the people that we meet, but I think it's abnormal to think that it's going to be tight like it always was with everybody. Like, it, it's just not possible. We got to do these 40-hour-a-week jobs, unfortunately, and so it's just not possible to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hang with this person today, this person, or about Like, it's not, we ain't got enough time for that. And who does? It's exhausting. No like, we already exhausted from a couple of busy weeks. Like, it, it's just no one has the time for all of that, which is nice when you have either a group of friends that all get along or, you know, like, a group of friends where you're all best friends because then it's easier because, like, everyone could just get together at the same time and you don't have to split your time as much because that can be exhausting. I agree. <laughs> so, um, another... I We have an article... But it doesn't really break everything down, but it says there are three different phases of friendships. Formation, maintenance, and dissolution. And they said that the lopsided part does usually either require maintenance or it's an indicator of dissolution. Which I just think we have a hard time with admitting when people aren't as close as they used to be. But it's part of life. It's just... <laughs> Why is that? Um, Why do you feel I like think... people feel feel like uncomfortable weird to just acknowledge like we're just not friends anymore um i think because it's just like when you break up with somebody it's easier if they cheated because it's like boom that's the reason i'm out but when like you grow apart it's harder to acknowledge that that's what happened because you there's no anger there's no animosity so i think it's just harder to pinpoint that hmm we're not really friends no more and it's no beef it's okay 
never wish you like anything negative but i think it's because it's not as cut and dry to pinpoint is what makes it kind of awkward i get that yeah but like for me i take friendship very seriously so like Mm -hmm. while i'll never um wish anyone ill will it's not like a peaceful demise for me Mm -hmm. because you hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. so every friendship that ends is because of hurt feelings no, okay. if a friendship is ending, mm-hmm. it's certainly not because I wasn't a good friend. Right. In okay. my experience, it's other people and it's the lopsided friendship. Mm-hmm. While I did what I needed to do and be like, you know, we're just not friends anymore. That's still hurtful. Mm, got you. And okay. so I'm saying it's still peace in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that phrase. Right. We're learning. We're growing. Yes. While it's still peaceful, mm-hmm. and I don't wish them any ill will, it's not some sort of mutual, we'll always love each other. It was like, you were a shitty friend, mm-hmm. so I'm done. Right, right, got you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, At I, least from my experiences where friendships have gone to the left, it has, frankly, it hasn't, it wasn't from my effort. Mm-hmm. I tried. It was others me getting tired of lopsided so I was like I'm done with it Mm -hmm. and again ain't no beef but it wasn't no like you hurt my feelings right so I thought we were friends where it's like there was beef and then you had situations where there was no beef there was no beef but it's still staying I mean yeah you care about someone they're your friend and I also think sometimes the other part of acknowledging the the um hesitation that people may have acknowledging that a friendship is over to me also gets linked with how long you've known the person. Oh, yeah. Because the longer you've known them, the more passes you ultimately give them, mm-hmm. which is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that could be also a factor in romantic relationships as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, we know, yeah. And so they, they, you get a, you keep giving them passes for them crossing your boundaries or not being supportive or mm-hmm. not treating you the way you want to be treated. That could be for any sort of relationship. Yeah. And then it goes back, oh, I've known for a long time. So, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're still, and it's like, and it's come to an end. Yeah, that's like, because I'm going um, to Minnesota in a couple of weeks, and I'm going during what, who used to be one of my best friends, their birthday, which I would usually take that into consideration when I'm planning stuff. I don't usually try to plan trips during people's birthday where I would want to celebrate with them. And so I, I like, paused for a moment, but I was like, I don't think we celebrated our birthdays together for, like, the last five years. Like, I haven't celebrated hers. You know, I don't celebrate my own people no way. But I'm like, so if I'm out of town, it shouldn't matter. Like, I'll still text them to tell them happy birthday. But it was awkward because it's like I've been celebrating, well, was celebrating her birthday with her since we were, like, five. And so it's awkward to not have plans to celebrate someone's birthday that has been in your life for so long. Um, but for me, I guess it don't sting, even though, and I don't think either one of us were bad friends. I think we just grew apart. And so it doesn't sting for me. I still care about her deeply, but. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who she's talking about. (laughs) I ain't gonna hold y'all. I am literally, if y'all can see my face, I'm like, five. I think I got it. Keep going. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I guess I don't feel the sting because. I think we're both fine with where we are. I'm a sensitive hussy. Mm-hmm. And if I put in effort to try to fix it or course correct, mm-hmm. and you still, that shit is like, oh, oh well, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I'm not crying to a pillow. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's noted. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I'm not saying it's the healthiest thing that I have, like, 
uh, file cabinet of how I have felt wronged by people. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy at all. Mm-hmm. But the file cabinet still exists. I ain't going to hold you. It's there. Mm-hmm. It's not to the forefront. Mm-hmm. You know, my brain got to go in the back, <laughs> in the back room downstairs to the left mm-hmm. where the lights don't work. Oh, my God. But it's still there. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It's just the interesting transition where, yeah, I don't, I think it's just, I'm, I guess I'm at peace with the fact that we grew apart and no feelings are hurt and we're both fine. We're both happy in our lives. And I'm sure, yeah, they'll still be at my wedding. Like, and that's okay with me. But I can't remember the last time I saw them. <laughs> that's that's it a lot. It might be like two years. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But it's okay. Like, I'm at peace with it. So I will say weddings are expensive. And I'm, I got to be honest, that person would not be invited to my wedding. Oh, yeah, no. Their whole family. It's just there. like cost-wise, it's like, mm, no. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. I think if I didn't invite it, then it would. Uh, they would probably like pull up. Like, is there is there an issue? Like, is well, there I, haven't, a I haven't seen you in four years, <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me. But I don't see. I don't. For me, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm okay with that. I, I'm yeah. saying just with wedding and money. So yeah. like, if it works, it's just more. Weddings are expensive, and so for me, when I get married, if I haven't seen you that long, it got it. We it got to be something, cause like, why am I spending money? Mm-hmm. for you to come watch me get married when we don't see each other, we don't hang out, we don't... Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So I'm putting in regards of marriage and the costs. Right. Because we know weddings are expensive. Right. So that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, if it was a cookout, okay, girl, go and get a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I got it from Sam's Club. <laughs> Someone has to eat them. <laughs> now, ask me to pay, we doing $75 a person for surfing turf. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Unless I have money and I don't care. Right. I mean... Because if I have money and I don't God care, willing. then maybe it wouldn't be a deal. Come on, get a little surfing turf. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm rich. So let me stop. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm sure we might see each other before the year ends. Because like, I'm also, rich. Also, we were in a pandemic. So, like, part of that is, like, yeah, we probably didn't see each other for six months before the pandemic, but we probably would have seen each other during that time. At least once, probably. But it is what it is. So, like, I don't think I have anything else about lopsided friendships, do you? Well, I just think you have to do what makes sense for you. Yeah. Some people, friendship, that's okay to kind of, like, the ebb and flow or it doesn't bother them. Ultimately, we all have our different definitions of friends, oh, yeah. friendship. And, and what requirements things. are. Mm-hmm. And so, if you feel like that person is alright and they meet your requirements, great. Mm-hmm. If they're not, have a conversation about it. And then ultimately, you decide how you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. True. Agreed. Um, and so always, guys, keep up with us on social media. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, and this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.